physics world. The ability to see the world clearly is something that people in the developed world might easily take for granted. If you do need to wear glasses, often the only question is whether you go for a classic understated pair or whether you go for the jazzier option that might get some compliments from your friends. But for huge numbers of people in the developing world, access to eye care professionals is scarce and any form of glasses can be too expensive. I'm James Dacey, a journalist for Physics World, and for this podcast, I interviewed a physicist called Josh Silver. Silver is from Oxford University and has developed a new type of glasses that could bring clear vision to billions of people in the developing world. I met Silver recently at the UNESCO headquarters in Paris as we were both attending the opening ceremony of the International Year of Light. He started by telling me why global vision technologies should be in the spotlight this year. There's something like two to three billion people in the world today who need glasses in order to be able to see clearly, but they don't have them. That is a huge problem. There's a very clear need to see clearly for education. If you can't see clearly as a child, you're going to find it very hard to learn in class. And indeed, uh, estimates suggest that there's over 100 million children whose education is seriously compromised because they can't read what's on the blackboard. No doubt many of you listening to this podcast will wear glasses yourself. You'll have experience of the standard approach in the developed world where you pop along to an optician for an eye test. You then get a prescription which is used to create a pair of lenses and you select the frames you like from a shop. In that scenario, you can rely on there being a trained optician with medical equipment along with an infrastructure to design, produce and distribute the glasses. But as Silver explains, these things are simply not available in many parts of the world. Roughly speaking, in much of sub-Saharan Africa, there's going to be about one optician per million of the people or so. So you can't go to an optician if there aren't any, and there's no infrastructure to make up glasses. Silver is actually an atomic physicist who developed a sideline in glasses technology during the 1980s. He came up with a concept for producing glasses that can be self-tuned to meet an individual's prescription. The basic idea is that each lens consists of two flexible membranes filled with a liquid. So by adding or removing fluid, the shape, and thus the power, of the lens can be adjusted by the individual wearer. At the time, Silver quickly realised the implication of his invention. It meant that people could get a pair of glasses that at least approximately corrected their vision without the need for an optician. Way back in the 1980s, uh, 1985, I made the first of a long series of lenses which have the feature that you can change the power. These are very simple lenses, they're filled with a fluid uh, and the surfaces of the lens are formed with um, a thin plastic, thin, clear, high optical quality plastic sheet. And you pump fluid in and out of this structure and it changes the curvature of the surface and thereby you have a lens of variable power. And such a lens is a sort of mimic of the eye lens. The eye lens is also variable in power. Um, and in fact, inside your eye, the, the variable power lens you have is changed by the ciliary muscle, depending on whether your brain thinks that the image presented on the retina is in focus or not. 
It's always important to practice what you preach. And Silver did just this by turning up to the conference in Paris, wearing a pair of his adjustable specs. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that the round lenses and stark black frames made him look a little bit like Harry Potter. I asked him if he could demonstrate how the glasses worked by twisting dials on the side of the frames to change the lens power. So I want to... OK, I've now got these glasses on and I'm looking through each lens and what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the lens by rotating a little knob until I've got nice clear vision in the distance with my right eye and then I'm going to do the same thing with my left eye. I'm going to change the amount of fluid in the lens until I've got nice clear vision with my left eye. And that's it. I've changed, I've, I've adjusted each lens so as to give me, uh, effectively, I, I have about 20-20 vision now, whereas before, it certainly wasn't as mm. good. So, so it's when, once you've done that, can you let you can then can you remove the? Yeah. You then next the stage with this embodiment. Mm -hmm. The next stage is you take off the glasses, and they're designed so that you have a little button that you press in, mm -hmm. and that seals up the lens, and then you pull off the adjuster, and then you have glasses that you have made for your vision. Silver's adjustable glasses are known as ad specs. And to date, thousands have already been distributed across the globe. And it's not just short-sighted students who have benefited. Poor eyesight can also become a significant hindrance for adults, many of whom develop a condition called presbyopia, which makes it difficult to see things close up. This can be a particular problem for manual workers. Silver told me the story of how on the very first trial of ADSPECS in Ghana in 1996, he saw firsthand how wearing glasses can transform an individual's life. I was in a village in, called Meera, near Accra, and there was a gentleman by the name of Henry who was a village tailor, and you saw right on the spot what this sort of thing could do, because Henry, he had worked in a factory, he'd lost his job because he couldn't see closely, he couldn't see clearly close up because he'd become presbyopic. So he'd become the village tailor and he had a sewing machine and um, he were, but he couldn't, he couldn't see to thread the needle and he couldn't see very well. So he got by but it, it, it didn't, do, didn't work as well as he could have done. And I gave him the very first pair of adaptive eyeglasses to be used outside our lab in Oxford and uh, put them on Actually, I adjusted them for him because at that stage, the concept of self-adjustment was still really being sort of worked on, thought about. So I adjusted them for him, and he suddenly smiled as he was looking down at his sewing, smiled, and uh, threaded a needle very quickly and sort of raced off. He had a treadle machine, raced off with it. And it's on film. You can see this on film because it was filmed by the BBC. And um, you could see it make an absolute difference instantly to his ability to work. Silver also told me about a trial in India where a team of workers in a factory were issued with ad specs and their productivity improved significantly as a result. But as with any new disruptive technology, the challenge of getting this product to a mass market has been tough, particularly given that there already exists an established eyewear industry. 
I asked Silva what his ambitions are for the future of Adsfax. About five years ago, I was asked by a very dear friend, his name is Mehmood Khan. Mehmood was at that time head of innovation at Unilever. And he said, Josh, what's your vision? And I said, have a billion people wearing the glasses they need in 10 years. And he said, OK, I'll help you with that. I have to remind him of him saying that. But he then went off and did some wonderful work in India. Um, but five years have gone by, and I have got to the stage that I've now got a product that could do that, whereas five years ago, uh, it was just a concept. Mm. But I'm going to have to speed up now, because we've only got five years to get a billion out. One of the recent developments is for Josh to set up a charity to raise money for producing and distributing the specs. It will be called the Centre for Vision in the Developing World Charitable Foundation. On the technical side of things, Silver's team is now producing an updated version of the glasses called New Ad Specs, which make it easier for individuals to set their own prescriptions. Some 500 pairs of these were distributed to Syrian refugees in Jordan in 2014. As for the future, Silver is looking to create new styles of glasses based on his adjustable lens principle. He showed me a stylish pair with angled rims and explained that the fashion element of glasses is much more than a trivial side issue. You're trying to make universal eyewear, which everyone can wear, they can adjust it, they don't need a practitioner, and it's very cheap. What do they really, what do you look for in eyewear? You look for several things. Firstly, it has to function optically well. And that we can now do. But it also has to be fashionable because and there's a reason for that when when people meet one another you tend to look at someone you look at their eyes mm. so the most sensitive part if you like of someone's typically the most sensitive part will be your face and your eyes so people are very sensitive about what their eyes look like and that's why there's a huge industry making fashion items namely spectacle frames so you've got to get the fashion right as well as the optical function. And my, my current scheme is to make a small range of um, attractive um, frames, but with the feature that the lens will be changeable. You, you think you could do that and keep the costs low as, as they are? I can tell you that I am sure that I will be able to make things that look like that and they will be adjustable in um, power and they will cost less than $10. You can find out more about Josh Silver and his adjustable glasses by visiting physicsworld.com forward slash light. There you'll find a free to read special collection of articles about light and its applications, including a feature about the AdSpecs initiative. And make sure to stay tuned to physicsworld.com throughout this international year of light, as we'll be featuring a colourful array of stories inspired by light and light based technologies. Well, that's all for me today, so make sure to join us in March for the next instalment of our podcast series. Goodbye. Physics World.